Howdy. <laughs> hey. Howdy. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, you've been real busy. Well. We just passed through Black Friday. We did. I, um, and actually I just posted the pre-Black Friday oh. podcast gotcha. like two days ago, gotcha. which was like a week and a half after. <laughs> so I felt kind of dumb uh, doing that. But I thought, hey, maybe people will want to know. Yeah. And Again, I'm falling back on, we don't have that many listeners yet. And the ones that we have have been very forgiving. Actually, a lot of good positive feedback. Well, good. So, yeah, glad to hear that. Um, for the listeners, welcome to Heel Toe Corner Club. Howdy. We uh, are Marcus from Heel Toe Automotive, Graham from Minute Rice Channel. Yep. Um, you know, uh, this is just a podcast a lot about my exploits yeah. at heel toe but then also some q and a every once in a while some technical stuff every once in a while yeah and current affairs too current affairs i guess uh, they definitely come into play mm-hmm. um, you know just sort of like i guess if you're a fan of heel toe you may actually be a fan of this recording as well so yeah, let's hope welcome um, so what's on the docket well uh, so uh, given that the last one that we posted was about Black Friday, and we've got the uh, that other technical one to post in between. Sure. Um, but this one, I guess we should just sort of like recap a little bit of Black Friday. Sure. And uh, had somebody specifically ask for uh, a suspension mm-hmm. topic, how to pick a suspension. Oh, yeah. So I've got a couple things to say about that. Probably not going to get super in-depth. Uh, yeah, because that. that's one that you can do hours of discussion on. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are certainly some bullet points, mm-hmm. uh, and it's probably going to go back to one of the things that we pretty much always say. But yep. um, there's that. Somebody asked for, oh, what's the heel-toe origin story? I'm like, well, you know what? I am not. <laughs> that That's a lot. We have a super truncated version that we could do about that. Yeah. Um, if you're relatively new, I guess we'll kick it off with sure. that, right? So. Heel to Automotive, I started as a company mostly as just an exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm a car dude. I'm into my Hondas, playing with my car. I've come to find out, just like many of you have, that this is an expensive hobby. Yeah. And so uh, I coincidentally... There was an intersection, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean by coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. An intersection of my work experience, my capability at the time mm-hmm. as a budding mechanical person, um, and the opportunity to, to have some wholesale accounts open up mm-hmm. just sort of fell into buying and selling parts. Now, did it just kind of start out of your garage? Like yes. the classic story? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I first worked out of an armoire <laughs> and a closet. Okay. Armoire was for the office. Closet was for the product. Okay. It okay. literally was... Just a little snack. A, uh, and it wasn't even in the whole closet. It was just <laughs> part of a closet. Crazy. And, um, and now you have a whole commercial building, and you use a good portion of your house, too. Uh, the house, we are no longer really? using to that extent. Well, There's congratulations. There's office there. If the IRS is listening, I do still use my house and charge some rent there. But um, <laughs> And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, and thank you. You know, I didn't know that we would reach the IRS <laughs> yeah. like in episode less than 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah, with the uh, purchase of this building... 
that we're in, I was able to move all of it out of my house. Good, good. So I, I don't even work at home. I work at home on the laptop, mm-hmm. on the sofa, fill-in time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know for a while there, your garage was like really kind of split duty. There were like stacks of boxes that had just come in, and there was some stuff that was going out, yeah. and it's mixed with all of your personal projects and cars. And yeah, when, when we first met, it was a little hectic at times. Yeah, I guess that was before yeah. you, yeah, so trying to film anything in there. It was like there was no room, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, and actually, um, you know, not to not to totally get off the origin topic, I mean, that's all I really need to say about it right now. Sure. Just a hobbyist, but I have experience working at a Honda dealer in the service and in the parts department. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of came up with the internet's popularity through the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a computer all the way back in the 80s. So I, I could use a computer really well. And when it came time to start selling product, I was very well acclimated to the message forum mm-hmm. um, and how to manipulate the internet. Browsers were new for a lot of people, you know. But as forums grew, my business sort of grew into that. And... Uh, you know, I guess one thing just sort of leads to another. And if you're doing, if you're doing the bare minimum good job at a business, mm-hmm. you're always growing. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing a mediocre job, you will stay level or go down over time. Yeah, yeah. Well, what kind of parts did you originally start with? JDM parts. Okay. Yeah, we started out at the onset of the JDM boom. Okay. That's a good time to be in the car market. When I first got into Honda cars and cars in general, JDM wasn't a word. It wasn't a thing. Not in common usage. No. All through the 90s, it was something that only like the most elite of people were messing with. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, through the 2000s became very popular and we were able to kind of get on that. I had an opportunity to buy some parts from Japan that... Cool. We're not available here, so that's how it all started. Okay, nice. Um, I could only get the JDM parts every once in a while, so we start selling a K&N and a clutch and a whatever. Yeah. And uh, so then pretty soon, you know, you're just selling stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're around. Cool. Yeah. So that's that. That's all I'm going to say. We maybe do more. If you want to hear more about how I started, listen to another podcast called Downtime with Downstar. Frank uh, Garcia is the owner of Downstar Inc., okay. uh, dress-up bolts and hardware, and I was on his podcast a couple of times, and they were pretty lengthy, but if you want to hear more about me talking not on this podcast, <laughs> go to the Downtime with Downstar and look up a couple of episodes there where I was in there. Cool. Um, so, enough of the origin story. There you go. Um, connecting that back to... Pause. See, Marcus is a nice guy, and he actually uses his business front as a UPS store so that local people can come in and drop off boxes, and he doesn't get anything out of it. He just does it as a service to the community. It's pretty nice. So occasionally we have these interruptions. Locking up? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Should I even do an and we're back? It was quiet. (laughs) 
So connecting it back around, though, mm -hmm. to um, the Black Friday, I actually was reminded on Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. the memories or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take a look at what you used to be doing. Yeah. So it was like four or five years ago, mm -hmm. I was shown back a little promo video that I recorded and posted to Facebook. Look at all the teens we've got. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I had like 12 sets. Okay. Which was a lot for me. At the time, sure. But yeah. now it's like... Yeah. A whole room. I've got so many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a power uh, or two. So many compared to that. And uh, I thought, geez, you know, would it be nice not to have that much inventory? <laughs> but, you know, we're trying to... I'm trying to have at least one of every of the Honda ones or the more popular ones. Just so that we have them. Yeah, yeah. So your customers aren't having to wait a super long time. Yeah, of course. And actually, our website now is the capability. It shows our inventory. Oh, nice. Like, if we have it in stock, it'll show it. Good. Well, I'm coming to find more and more that when you say that it's not in stock, then you don't sell it as much. That's so, true. That's true. So we want to wholeheartedly say, oh, yes, this is in stock. Go ahead and purchase it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know. And that means you have to have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got you. So, um, yeah, the Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Go on. I, well, we had talked about that I, I mentioned that I was going to do what I had done prior years, which was pretty successful, mm -hmm. and that we were on this new website now, and that uh, it should be even better because we don't have as many like errors and things. Mm -hmm. Well, come to find out, and I feel like a total idiot, mm -mm. but the one thing that the new website doesn't have the know. capability of is doing all these kinds of promotions. Oh, like and I don't really run promotions all year long, so I didn't really realize that. Like promo codes or what? I could do promo codes, but on the previous website, um, what I would do is you could make a promo code and say it's for this brand of product or these brands of product, oh. or it's for this specific product only, or that it's for free shipping on this so product or these brands. You could tag it to correspond with a specific thing. Yeah, I like see. I could say like, you know, ATLP, Fastline Performance, PCI, and Hard Race, use this coupon gotcha. and you'll get this blanket discount on those items mm -hmm. if they're in your shopping cart. Well, <laughs> this one, the new website, all it allows me to do is a percentage or dollar amount off. Mm -hmm. Site-wide. A minimum dollar amount. Mm -hmm. Yeah, site-wide. That was uh, it. Gotcha. So I could only come up with the one coupon. Now, I said in the previous podcast mm -hmm. that more people tend to use the one coupon anyway. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe this won't be so bad. But I still needed to be able to take a little bit more off of this or that product. Sure. I yeah. had to physically download... Whole sections of the store, oh, adjust the prices, and then re-upload them again. It took oh. me so long. And so I ended up working a bunch on Thanksgiving Day a fucking again. Just like you had described. And I was really trying to avoid that. But yeah. I started days ahead of time. But I actually couldn't do it early mm -hmm. because I had to physically change a lot of the product prices. Yeah, yeah. So you could really only do it on the promo period yeah 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 and and because of the way that it was outlining it for people and the way that i emailed it out mm -hmm. it just didn't look as attractive yeah yeah i can understand that so then i found <laughs> out that um 
new iPhone came out. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know when this happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so is it a compatibility thing? So a bunch of the functionality of the website uh, isn't working because you know, on the iPhone 13, yeah. some of the buttons aren't working. We, we've got a fix we're working on right now. But I didn't even find this out until a week after Black Friday. People didn't say anything. So, well, in the future, I have an iPhone 13. Do I just you? got so oh, let me know and I can test you. I need you to iterations. use it. Could you sell all your stuff and get Hondas so that you'll just <laughs> use my website and then right. say, hey, this isn't hey, working? This is because what up. I get is... A message from somebody, if I'm if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. I'll get a message from somebody saying that they're having trouble. Yeah, otherwise people will just be like, they eh. just bail and yeah. be like, peace. This Try website sucks. I heard great stuff about Hilltoe, but your website blows. Peace out. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure this is going to resonate with some of the listeners too. I know, okay, guys, I know <laughs> that we've got some work to do. But the thing is, is I don't know how much work we have to do until somebody shows me. Yeah, and explains it. And uh, yeah. you know, maybe that's bad on me, but. You know, the developers we have, they're all Android people. Yeah. You know, and that's, so that's true. the Android is, is not as good at many things, but one thing it's good at is just making a website work, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have all this funky alternative code that, like, Safari and the, and the iPhone has. Yeah, I've certainly learned. I mean, because this is my first iPhone I've ever had. And, oh. Yeah, and there's a number of things about it. I've been an Android user for over a decade, and there's uh-huh. a number of things about it that I'm just like, excuse me? Yeah. What? Like, the way that you have to access and use it, very different. It works. You just kind of need to know. You to need use to know. Differently. Yeah. If you haven't been using Apple products for the last twenty yeah. years, then God help you. Or yeah. even the last five. Yeah, I know. Because I mean, even in a couple of generations, it can change pretty dramatically. Mm. Like my girlfriend's been a lifetime Apple user, and every iteration of the phone, it's like, oh, weird. This menu item is named something different. It's in a different place. Well, let me it's tell da, you, da, 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 da. every time they do that shit, my website breaks. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. Like, I'm not on the news, like, reel yeah. of the new Apple thingy. Yeah. I just find out about it through the grapevine, through somebody telling me. So, anyway, I'm really so, trying to get better with that. And speak up if you find problems, please. One at a time, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah one at a time. No, actually, no. I, I do need to know about it. And uh, it's really kind of kicked off this whole crusade that I've become on, which is I can't have this. I can't have people not be able to. If you look at the web analytics, mm-hmm. 75% of the purchases, not browsing, not just Jerking around, because what I'll do is I, I won't necessarily buy it on my phone. Sure. You know, I'll, I'll be on my phone screwing around at, at night yeah, and then find something. something. And yeah. then later on, like, take a dedicated look at their website. Yeah. Get into it. Now I'm going to send you money after I really mm-hmm. like everything that you've shown I, me. I tend to do that myself. Well, 75 or so percent of actual transactions, money spent, mm-hmm. is on a mobile device. Oh, hmm. interesting. And at least... It varies, mm-hmm. but at least half of that is from an iPhone. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that like somewhere around a third or a little less mm-hmm. of all the transactions that happen on my website come from iPhones. Yeah. And if those folks are having trouble, then a third of your customers. That's a thirty yeah. percent I'm yeah. screwed. <laughs> so but but enough people can use it and do transact and don't complain. And actually, people say they really like our website. Good. Like, we get a lot of enough positive feedback mm-hmm. that I don't know if a slip in a sales record is because of uh, just the market yeah. or 
consumer spending. Or if I if if, or, if my promotion wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. or I don't really know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then when somebody says, oh, this function isn't working, and go, well, that's a critical function of purchasing <laughs> yeah. something. What the hell? Yeah, suddenly you go. Then I go, well, it it can't just be affecting one person, right? It's affecting a lot. So this is like a big deal. And so it's got me on this crusade now where I want to redo the customer-facing side of the website. I don't want to rebrand. I don't want to change the look and the feel necessarily. But the way the menus work, the functionality, the way things are presented, it all needs to be like brought up. I don't think that we're giving a lot of, um, we're just not giving a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm, Attention? I, we are not honoring oh, gotcha. the amount of work that I've put into the back end of, of the thing. I and gotcha. so there are tools and functions and things that you can do on there that you would have no idea because the menuing sucks. Gotcha. Or if it does come up, it doesn't click when you click on it with yeah. your finger. It doesn't. Yeah. So that's coming, folks. So anyway, Black Friday, we had promotions. It was a big weekend. Good. It was not nearly as big as it was last weekend. But the other thing that I noticed is throughout the whole week, I had this this uh, pre-free day or the HTDIY day. Oh, yeah. You know? And that was way more successful than Good. last year's pre-sale. Good. Right? So in the end, no, we didn't sell as much stuff as we did last year. Mm-hmm. But we still blew away what we would have done in 2019. Cool. So I'm generally happy. But, you know, it's given me a new challenge to, like, launch yeah. off of. We need to make better. Uh, and, you know, this is something that that starts feeling a little bit like a mixed bag is – how much work do I want to put into doing promotions mm-hmm. when it's like all that money spent on development to give people discounts doesn't exactly yeah. pay us back. Yeah. You know, if I just make the website work better, what will that do? Yeah. We already have great pricing. Bread, so. bread and butter functionality versus sales. Yeah. So yeah. I think what I'm really going to try to do is focus a little bit more on making the whole thing work better, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, uh, Cool. And see what that does. And then, you know, grow some some promotional capabilities. So when even a big one or a little one or whatever holiday comes around, that we can put our best foot forward, know that the thing works, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. if Con. you had attempted shopping on the website during Black Friday and we're having trouble, or, or even if you have any other troubles with the website, we definitely know that you're not alone and we do want to fix some of these things. Um, did you have another topic? Because I had one. Well, why don't you go? We'll take turns. Okay, cool. Um, I saw the new Civic Si dyno numbers from Hondata. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was kind of exciting for me. I was yeah. like, damn, that's that gives me pause for thought, you know? Like, it's <laughs> I'm too deep in with my Fiesta now, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm looking at it going, wow, 1.5 liters, 220-something horsepower. I think yeah. at the wheel, too. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't it? Well, he dynos at uh, church auto testing. Oh, so is it a hub? So it's a hub dyno. Okay, so it's a effectively little, a flywheel number. Yeah, a little more um, optimistic than perhaps, but still quite a good figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the 10th uh, Gen Civic opened a lot of people's eyes, and I think that the 11th Gen has just sort of taken that and, and evolved it a little bit more. Yeah. Do you know functionally what's different about the car? Um. They've, it's, from what I 
can glean. Mm -hmm. It's the same car, but just an updated version of it. Okay. So if you imagine the EG Civic 9295 mm -hmm. going to the EK Civic 96 to 2000, they didn't reinvent the wheel there. Just revisions. But it is a totally different car, mm -hmm. right? So like, obviously the, the look is very different of those two cars. The engines didn't exactly carry over, but they're based on the same platform of engine. Uh, the suspension, it's different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of things, I'm seeing a lot of companies announcing that 10th gen Civic parts are fitting on the 11th gen, downpipes and things like this. Yeah. So, uh, it is a different car. I think, you know, it, the interior is really nice. You know, they've really done, I mean, the 10th gen was good for an economy car. It was yeah. certainly very good. Um, but the, the 11th gen, it sounds like they've upped it even more. Yeah. So. Well, I just, man, that's that's exciting news, I think, for yeah. Honda Civic enthusiasts, because, like, I remember my SI was, like, with bolt-ons, it made, you know, every bolt-on I could throw at the damn thing, it made 220. Yeah. And then... Well, with, it was NA. Yeah. And then with the craft, or uh, with the CompTech kit, it made, like, 289, and I had done a whole load of shit to that, too. Yeah. And then with the Craftworks kit, it was, like, finally, it made, like, 380, something like that, at the wheels, and... You know, uh -huh. fast car, but it's like, holy moly. I think with bolt-ons, you could pretty easily expect to reach close to 300 just with a stock. Oh, yeah. Stock well, with people doing um, some <laughs> revised airflow stuff to it mm -hmm. and the ethanol mix. Oh, yeah, like which, E30. Yeah, E40, yeah. I think, E40 was the golden the number for the 10th gen, the 1.5. Gotcha. And people are getting, I mean, it's insane that... There's a Honda yeah. now where uh, your third or fourth modification should be a clutch. Yeah. That's like, yeah, what? Smoke the clutch. Yeah. yeah, well, it just won't hold the power. And people are getting like stage three and stage four clutches just to hold under boost, <laughs> which to me, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Because. Well, yeah, the Hondas of yore had... Hondas don't do that. Way less torque. Yeah, yeah. the last time they had a 1.5 liter engine in a Civic, mm -hmm. it was like 95 <laughs> horsepower. Yeah, single you know? overhead cam. Yeah, yeah, single cam. Or like, you know, D15B was like a really neat yeah. little engine. VTEC engine. But like 130 horsepower, I think it was. Yeah. Well, turbos change everything. And I noticed a really interesting phenomenon mm -hmm. when that 10th gen Civic came out the turbo engine and the tunes and stuff yeah man these people are going ape shit over the numbers oh my god this tune it's amazing this tune this tune this tune it's like guys <laughs> it's just cranking up the boost this yeah. is what you do with the turbo you just crank up the boost meanwhile you know gti's yeah. ever since the 1.8 t that's been the thing. any european car mm -hmm. like yeah, it's a night and freaking day difference when you crank up the boost. Yeah. I turboed an old Civic. I had I had a CRX, 87 CRX with a HKS turbo kit on it. And I could not believe the difference. Yeah. The thing is, is you get all this torque yeah. that a Honda doesn't have. So if you've had any other Civic, any other Civic at all, ever in your life, and then you jumped in the 1.5T and then threw a tune on it. Yeah. It feels like a rocket. Your mind is yeah. exploding all over the interior. <laughs> Your Pulp Fiction, all inside the car. But Poor Marvin. The reality is, <laughs> right, yeah. the reality of it is, 
this is nothing new. It's just new to Honda people. Yeah. And so, yeah, the tune makes a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Vit, and then it was, you know, two-step performances tune, and now Fearable is all coming in, and, you know, IMW is getting great numbers. Honestly, guys, it's just a tune. Yeah. All they did is turn up the boost. Turn up the boost. And not trying to belittle what any of these folks have done in terms of making it a reliable tune or whatever. It's smooth and drivable, too. But it's a turbo. That's what turbos do. Mm -hmm. That's why turbo boost is better. Yeah. Well, and the the miles per gallon that they can deliver too with these direct injection turbocharged engines, oh, yeah. it's bananas. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and you know that's just to to throw back to the Integra, and uh, to the discussion you know that we had about people being like, "What? It doesn't make enough power." It's it doesn't make enough power. Out. Yeah, I'm like, we're in a golden age right now. We're 300 horsepower is within anybody's reach. It doesn't require some giant investment, oh, yeah. a bunch of engineering, and like taking everything out of it's the car. It's just so easy. Yeah, because like so easy. I remember installing a turbo kit on Jay's car uh-huh. like ages ago, and it was like you had to pull every goddamn thing off the back of that. It's engine. not made for that. No, yeah, it's totally not made for it. And it's a gigantic engine, mm-hmm. and now the 1.5 T engine is not small. Sure. I mean, on the outside, there is so much bullshit going on yeah yeah um there's there's a lot going on but you don't really need to touch most of it to get that no you really don't if if you're just trying to have a reasonable car Mm -hmm. well let's be honest if you just want a fun car you don't really have to do anything to it because they are fun but if you are looking for the power with simple Mm bolt-ons very simple bolt-ons and you're there yeah you know yeah and you know, it, it's not hard to overrun the chassis and the brakes of that <laughs> yeah. car, or the clutch for that matter, yeah. like as we mentioned. So, so quit your bitching, you internet nerds. Quit your bitching. Yeah. God damn it. Um, it's, it's yeah, funny. the Integra is going to be a blast. Yeah. You know, is. and I can't with the Type S, mm-hmm. whatever that ends up being, it's going to, it's got, God, they've got to put the Type R powertrain in, yeah. right? Yeah. Which means with just some basic stuff, you're going to be seeing close to 400 probably. Which is nuts. You on, know? On a, I mean, you a... think about the investment that it takes to turn an old B eighteen into a four hundred horsepower car. Oh my god! You know, it's like that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work, guys. And you're yeah. not going to have to do that. No. Turbo. And, and you're going to have like a ten speaker system and heated seats and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, climate control. Yeah. All the <clears throat> digital gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Never yeah. been better. Eleventh gen SI sounds like a hit. Definitely. I have to be honest, I am much less intrigued by the Honda products these days than I am the Acura ones. Sure. That's just me. I just, I find myself, when a new Civic comes out, going, oh, cool. Yeah. And then just sort Moving of on. going down and doing more Acura stuff again. Gotcha. Uh, it, it's just, maybe that's the demographic I personally am falling yeah. into. Yeah, that's where my interest, that. that's the other early thing about my business was I probably could have grown a lot faster, a lot bigger if I would have invested in what the bulk of people were doing Mm -hmm. but as soon as i found out what i liked i would do what i like and there's naturally a lot of people out there like me Mm -hmm. and so i appeal to them mostly i don't appeal to everybody yeah and i think that that's perfectly fine yeah i think it's good to find your niche yeah yeah cool yeah well so let me touch on this suspension point yeah sure what's our battery look like oh we're doing all right Let's touch on this suspension. Um, yeah, how, so to, how to pick a suspension, right? Right. The first thing... Okay, so most of you... How far back do I go with this, Graham? 
I don't know. There's, there's a fundamental standpoint that if, I like to start if, if everything off of. you were on the phone of. with somebody and you had like five to eight Pretend, minutes. Pretend you're the guy. All right, so. Ring, ring. I, I have a, what? <laughs> I have a, a TLX. And I'm looking to take it to the track occasionally, and I... Well, that's not most people. No? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be the guy. Me. Okay, you'll be the guy. I'll be both guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, no, I can't tell you how to trick your suspension. All right. So, okay. First things first. Okay. I just got done talking about how my market is. Yeah. You know, I've just sort of attracted a lot of people that are in the same sort of demographic that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, 99% of people that call me... 95 plus percent. Mm-hmm. One of the first things out of their mouth is I'm not going to the track. Oh, okay. okay. And in my mind, I go, well, why not? It's so much fun. It is, yeah. But it verbally, is. I say, okay, mm-hmm. because it means nothing. Sure. Because even if you were going to the track, mm-hmm. if as soon as you put that car on the road, mm-hmm. you're buying one suspension kit. Sure. Now, you yeah. can drive with that kit on the track all day long. You can drive your car on the track with a completely stock car yeah. all day long and be totally fine. And I've seen plenty of people do it. Putting the track suspension, quote-unquote, on your car mm-hmm. isn't going to make it necessarily faster at the track. Sure. Your driving has to demand a higher level of product. Mm-hmm. The other mods you have on the car have to push you into a different level of product. So when you call me and tell me that you're not buying parts for a track car, mm-hmm. I already know that because <laughs> you're calling me asking me what suspension you should yeah, buy. Yeah, that's very People true. that go to the track, yeah, they they've already to. tried a few things yeah. and they kind of know what the next thing is going to be because guess what happens at the track? Yeah, you, you learn. You go, oh, yeah. Hmm. It, it doesn't rotate how I expect. And, or... and, and you talk yeah. to the other people there, mm-hmm. and then that's where you end up. You, you would get a phone call from somebody looking for track suspension saying, can you get the spring rate on the rear? Right. Now, I do get occasionally somebody going, I do want to do some track days. Mm-hmm. Great. That's, that's cool, too. I still bias a little bit more towards a strictly street suspension. Yeah. I start asking him a couple of questions like, well, how, how fast are you mm-hmm. at the track? Like, how hard do you drive? What kind of tires are you using? Mm-hmm. Right? What kind of brakes? Yeah, do you change your brake pads to go to the track? Yeah. If the answer is no, then you're you don't biased. need a track suspension. Yeah, you're biased towards street. It's going to be a street yeah. anyway. So anyway, guess what, guys? If you're not tracking your car, it doesn't necessarily change my recommendation because... Actually, to be frank, Accord, TL, TSX, there ain't a lot of track options available anyway. The TSX more than anything. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so you're not going to the track. What else? I want to lower the car. All right, well, that has a range of opinion mm-hmm. or preference. How much do you want to lower it? I get people that want not to lower it at all. Mm-hmm. I get people who want to lower it eh, maybe an inch or two. Yeah. Right. And then I've got people that I want to lower it kind of a lot, you know, like I'm looking to really lower it. Three, four, five inches, something. Whatever. So once you determine how much lowering, now I know how to slot you in. If you don't want to lower your car, just get some conies, (laughs) right? Get some cone yellows, Mm -hmm. get some Tane Endura Pro Pluses, and get some more performancey shocks. Keep your stock springs. Mm -hmm. 
Your car won't lower, but it'll have better body control. It'll handle better. Well, and I'll tell you from personal experience, good tires. Holy moly. Just right. getting good tires, night and day difference. Yeah. I don't know as much on the tire angle. I mean, I've only yeah. had decent tires. I've never had great tires. I've bought like some R compounds in the past, you know, like legit, like rock solid racing tires. And uh -huh. I was just like, holy moly. It was night and day on my SI. Wow. It was nuts. It was like... I had aftermarket suspension, but it was just so much more stable. But I'm getting off some. No, it's okay. I, I do want to have the tire conversation, yeah. but a different day. Oh, yeah. That's um, cool. Because tires, I have this whole thing about tires. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. So, if you're not looking to do any lowering, mm -hmm. just get new shocks. Boom. Done. Right? Get a sway bar. It'll handle great. It won't be lowered. Because some people, you know, they... Where they live, they don't want it lowered. Yeah, it makes sense. Pot I get holes it. in New Jersey or whatever. Don't worry about buying yeah. coilovers or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, the inch to two inch range, for a lot of my customers, I land right on the Tane Street Advance. Mm -hmm. Now, also the Tane Flex or many other coilovers, BC Racing, whatever, a lot of these work well. But for most people who aren't looking for a strictly performance suspension, they just want to lower the car, get a little better handling out of it, make it feel a little bit more like they got a performancey car. Mm -hmm. You know, frankly, a lot of the cars I deal with, just putting new stock shocks in yeah. will make them feel like night and day. Yeah. We don't need to go to the end of the earth getting a performance suspension when they say, I'd like to feel a little bit firmer tied to the road. Mm -hmm. I can put something very conservative in your car that will feel amazing. Yeah. Tane Street Advance covers that so well, right? Mm -hmm. They lower right in that inch and a half to two inch range. If you can swallow an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter on some applications, you can eliminate the tire gap. Mm -hmm. It'll handle different wheels if you're going to put different wheels. That's a great place to land, a conservative coilover. If you want something more refined, something a little bit more like, well, the Tanes are a little, they're, they're pretty entry level. Mm -hmm. They're not very refined. Um, uh, and I think we talked about this in the last one, too, where Tane doesn't necessarily tune their suspensions yeah. to a specific trim you, level of yeah, a car. Yeah, you had specifically compared Tane versus BC Racing yeah. versus, like, KW or somebody like yeah. that. Uh, and, you, yeah, you had mentioned how, like, some people actually, like, measure each individual trim level or yeah, they engine may, yeah. option or whatever. We've got this balance. one for the base TL, this one for the Type S TL, you know, whatever the yeah. case may be. So certain brands, and they tend to be more European brands, get a lot more refined. So if you have an option to get an H&R coilover, a KW coilover, mm -hmm. you're going to give up Olin's. some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Olin's yeah. It is probably a level up above again that mm -hmm. that is more of i i am going to go to the track yeah. or i do want a performance suspension but if i'm still looking for something that's at least middle of the road yeah kw is great or st suspensions which is the same as a kw but they're just built a little differently the kws are all stainless steel which is super nice mm -hmm. um the st suspensions are the same basic thing but they use a little less exotic material so Anyhow, they're a great piece of land, too, if you want some more refinement. Now, you have to forgive the fact that on paper, you're going to have a little less, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to have adjustable damping with the KW Variant 1. Mm -hmm. But, again, they've already done this for you. Yeah. It's built in. They have tuned bump stops versus the Tanes, which are certainly good upgraded bump stops, but they're not as engineered through the end as some of the German ones. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is if you're in that 
that middle lowering range. Now we go down the road of how refined, what's your budget, mm -hmm. what's important to you. You see, guy, listen, there's no one answer. No. Right? If you're in Facebook and you say, what suspension should I get? And a bunch of people start spouting out what oh, they have. Yeah. They're not giving you advice. I do combat with that every single day about cameras. What camera should I buy? Yeah. What do you shoot? What's your budget? Yeah. How, Action, stills, yeah. product, portrait, what's your, landscape. What's your computer? And yeah. then even after you've answered all these like really top level basic questions, there's still a level of what do you prefer? Well, you know, the funny thing that you say that is, right? And this is true for suspension, brakes, tires. Mm -hmm. At some point, you just have to try something. Yeah, you do, yeah. And I know that Pull it's the expensive. And find out. But yeah. you know, it's, it's expensive. But you know, you're going to have to try a couple yeah. different things, right? Well, and honest to God, too, it's like as you age and as you experience things, your tastes change. Right. They just do. Totally. Which is where, as soon as somebody says they're in the third category of lowering, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of have an idea about who I'm talking to. Yeah. No, but some people really do want to lower their car a lot. Yeah. It's a show look, whatever. I get mm -hmm. it. Three inches is a lot of lowering on most cars. Yes. Um, so some of the older cars that I've dealt with, DA Integras, first and second gen CRXs and, and third gen Civics, fourth gen Civics, fifth gen Accords, they've got massive tire gaps. Yeah. Like you need two and a half yeah, inches just to, in there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You need a two and a half inch lowering just to get it onto the tires, mm -hmm. right? But on a TSX and a TL and stuff, it's not that way. If you want to tuck the tire aggressively, mm -hmm. you're going to have to go with a coilover kit that's got full length adjustment, aka on the street, full, what do they call them? Mm -hmm. Oh, Full coilovers. Oh, I, I want full coilovers. <laughs> full coilovers isn't a real term. Yes. Yeah. They're not full coilovers. They're full length adjustable, mm -hmm. right? Threaded. They're th the whole body yeah. is threaded. The lower mount is adjustable so that you can make the whole shock assembly shorter. Mm -hmm. Now, a Tain Street Advance is already shorter than a stock one. Mm -hmm. It's got the same basic thing that... The full-length adjustable has just built in, and you can't play with it. Yeah. You, you adjust the height with the spring perch. Mm -hmm. It's simple. It works great in a certain range. Inch and a half, two, maybe a little bit more than two. Yeah, and past that, you'd get diminished results. And after that, you start bottoming the suspension, yeah. and it doesn't work as good. So if you want to lower it more, you've got to go with one of these full-length systems. The Tain Flex Z works really well for that. It tends to be on the more comfortable side. So if they want to lower it a lot and they're looking for some comfort, I go Flex Z. If they want to lower it more, and they're looking for sort of like a stiffer ride, mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes, yeah. a stiff ride, the BC is great for that. Or you could get into the K-Sport or the D2 or whatever, and then you start getting like, well, then you know we're mincing words, which one is the better one to yeah. get? Which one do you like the color of the most? Which one do you like the color of the best is <laughs> yeah. mostly, yeah. or. When you did the Facebook poll, which one did people say the most? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, God knows you want to do what everybody else is doing. Just do what everybody else yeah. does. Get BC racing. That's, I've seen that. Dude, just get BCs. Yeah. Bro, just get BCs. Why? Because that's what everybody says to get. <laughs> well, and you know what? They're, they, they cost more mm -hmm. than a comparable Tane kit. And, uh, well, I say that although Tane is supposed to raise their prices January 1st. Oh, are they? So, so we'll see what they so as of this recording. Yeah. 
But <laughs> anyway, as of this recording, yeah. it's still a great option. The flexies are made in Japan. Mm -hmm. They are relatively comfortable. A lot of people find that they're too soft or too bouncy. But again, a lot of these folks don't really understand that you need compliance in the suspension in order for it to work well. Yeah. So it might feel bouncy or soft to you, and it may not feel like a performancey suspension, but you know, with the right driver behind the wheel, it, it could very well be faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't feel speed. You can record speed, you can time speed, but you can't feel it really. Well, it, this goes back to the original of, I'm not going to the track, yeah. right? I'm not going to the track over here, that's that camp. Over here, we've got the, I want it to feel stiff, because I like the way that that feels. Yeah. Right? Because it feels performance. It feels like when I turn yeah. the wheel, it's more responsive and it does yeah. without any, you know, body motions yeah. or whatever. Dodge those potholes. They're not using this language. This is what they're trying to say, right? Like, ah, I can dodge my potholes. Yeah. Yeah. But really, if you push that car hard, it's not going to grip. It's going to slide. Yeah. You need it's, the weight it's transition. So stiff, it's just going to rotate. Well, the car can't roll over on to the suspension is the problem. Mm -hmm. And so, and then when you're in the turn, if you hit a bump, there's short stroke. Mm -hmm. And even though they're not bottoming out, the wheel doesn't move much and then the car slides. Yeah. So like low and slow is a category of driver. Yeah. I totally am down with that too. I just want to differentiate yeah. Do you want it to feel stiff because you want more performance or do you want it to feel stiff because you're low and slow and this is going to help you bobble around in your seat mm -hmm. and, you know, it feel cool. Be that as yeah. it Yeah. How far back are you going to recline your seat? <laughs> so, right. You definitely, the, there's a, what, knuckle, a linear relationship. If your knuckles aren't above your forehead. Yeah. Then there's a linear relationship. The, the recline of the seat. <laughs> And can, the stiffness yeah. of the suspension. You could probably be like, go get a protractor and just tell me what degree your seat is at. <laughs> right. And you just have a chart on the wall. Oh, like, oh, guys, a... I'm not trying to make fun of you. No. But I am a performance enthusiast, mm -hmm. and I am going to appreciate more a comfortable ride when my mother-in-law is in the car, <laughs> yeah. which she just was last week, just went home, and had her in the TL. You know? She, I mean, she was driving it, right? Yeah. It's comfortable, it's powerful, it's got a great exhaust, mm -hmm. it sounds cool. She goes, it sounds cool, it looks cool, it drives cool. Like, everything about this car is cool. Good. Not for me, but sure. she could totally drive it around for the two weeks that she was here. Mm. It's got full ATLP exhaust, RV6, it's got the street advanced coilovers in it, mm -hmm. you know, it's got the performance tires. Mm -hmm. it, you could do all of this stuff, and then you could still... I mean, maybe my mother-in-law is cooler than most, but <laughs> but you could still have a normal person enjoy the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't have to be more low all the time, more stiff all the time. So, but anyway, if you do come to me with that, I have get the BC Racings, get them with the extreme low, and then you go. Well, I kind of want to get it with like eighteen and twenty kilogram spring rates, and I go mm -hmm. look at. I you're talking a language I don't speak. Mm -hmm. You you want to put race car spring rates in a car that you you absolutely will not be taking to a track. And like, if you don't have Hoosier slicks or whatever, mm -hmm. these spring rates that people use Aren't are just- do anything. Out of, yes, the whole static thing has gone out of fad. And I'm so glad, because I literally feel like it's unsafe. Some of these spring yeah. rates that people have asked me to put on their, on their BCs. But uh, anyhow, so without going any further, because I think that that's plenty. Yeah. 
if you're going to ask me how do you pick a suspension, first you got to decide. Well, first you got to decide, am I going to lower the car? And, and once you've decided how much you want to lower the car, because mm -hmm. that's really what a lot of people are after. I want to lower my car and I want it to handle better. First, figure out how much you want to lower it. Then we'll figure out how you want it to ride mm -hmm. and handle. Where's that ride handle balance for you, right? And are you looking for performance or are you just looking for sport, right? And this allows us to direct you to and I cannot go to a specific brand or a specific one. I know I mentioned Tane a lot and BC a lot. They're the most popular ones that we have. Mm -hmm. But I can't get that specific because for every different car, you know, the, the third gen yeah. Integra guy, the first gen TSX guy, the fourth gen TL guy, you, can, you opened with TLX. There's really not a whole lot you can get for a TLX. Like your options become limited then based on the platform. Of course, yeah. So I've run into that a lot with my Fiesta so far. Yeah. It's like, well, these companies make parts, and these other companies don't have a damn thing for it, like nothing at all, you know? And yeah. so there are brands that you're like, oh, well, I could buy everything for my Subaru from this yeah. brand, but they don't do Ford. Yeah, but they don't know? do Ford. Yeah. Yeah, and some companies do, and, you know, but there's just fewer options. Yeah. So speaking of which, mm -hmm. um, before we wrap up, yeah. you have the BC Racing coilovers in your Fiesta. I do, yes. What is you? What do you think? How well, how much is it lowered? Like, <laughs> how so do you like? I I left them in their stock format because I'm not really interested in lowering cars. Generally speaking, I'm more interested in just the feeling. But I also have sort of a strange uh, jump off point with the Fiesta because when I bought it, it had hacksawed springs. Well, <laughs> so okay, maybe not compared to what it was. But. So for me. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. it's, it's quite an improvement. Um, Everything's you know, relative, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that there may be a smidge bit stiff over, like, seams in the road and stuff like that. But I've just got them adjusted to the middle stiffness on the um, top hat adjustments. Uh -huh. So I could soften it up a little bit. But so far, you know, it's a rainy season right now. Oh, yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. so I haven't really had a chance to kind of cook it the way that I normally would in the spring or summer. Um, but I've been happy with them so far. So with the with the stiff feeling, does mm -hmm. it feel like kind of uncomfortable or like you're crashing over things? No. Well, I mean, I'm like I said, I, I'm graduating from a suspension that it was like it literally would set off the impact sensor in my dash cam oh, when shit. I would go over <laughs> shit in the road. So, wow. <laughs> so having come from that to this, I'm like, wow, this is perfect. And I don't mind, you know, some stiffness in uh, a car that I'm going to be throwing into corners of course. vigorously. So. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy with them. I'd say I'm kind of you know a medium high spirited driver. Yeah. You know I like to do about twice the posted limit in most corners. Um, yeah, that's my yeah. That's pretty, my uh, thirty five. Yeah. Seventy. Seventy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just go through and cross that out. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I am, you know, and I think that they they've suited that perfectly. Huh. You know, they of mm -hmm. course I'm, I can imagine that you could find a more refined suspension for a car. You know, one that sort of just soaks up the bumps well, and things. But probably not at that price this point. This is a small car. It is. Lightweight. And uh, while they do tend to be pretty sensitive to small changes, mm -hmm. they're also kind of forgiving, too. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to worry quite a, all the mass moving around. Yeah. it's. I weighed it actually on a car scale the other week, and it's about 2,700 pounds, hmm. something like that. Yeah, it's so. like 500 pounds less than my TSX. Yeah, yeah. So... It's yeah, it's been a good choice for me, and cool. especially at that price point, I was happy. Yeah, so just get BCs, bro. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, the BC, they do have a good product. It is real flushed out. I I don't think they're for everybody. Some people really don't like this little bit of firmness. Well, and you know, sometimes you don't know until you try. And you don't know until you try. And and honestly, you haven't played with it yet either. I was going to say, if you dial back the rear adjusters, Mm -hmm. two, three clicks, Mm -hmm. it might round out some of those edges that you've noticed. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get into fine-tuning it when I have it back together, because currently it's all in pieces. In oh, the that's right, the hoses, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, anyways, that's oh, a, Speaking that's of which, um, so-and-so, Boomba Racing got back to me like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, he's going to buy a manifold spacer, is that right? Yeah, manifold yeah. and throttle body spacer I was looking at. Right, so, you know, Graham needs stuff. He hooked... He hits me up because he knows that I run heel to automotive. And that's what you should do too. If you need any parts, especially for your Honda and Acura, don't be shy. If you don't see it on our website, you can always email, text, whatever. I'm sure I could get it for you. And I promise I won't try to talk you out of it unless it really seems like a bad idea. (laughs) A bad fit. Yeah. Yeah. And I do talk people out of parts frequently enough. If I've talked to you out of a part, leave a comment below. (laughs) Tell us what the part was. Yeah. Tell us what the part was. And how you Um, like it. Yeah. If I talked you into a part and you're happy with it, mm-hmm. comment that too. Yeah. But if I talk to you and you're not happy, <laughs> yeah, just, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to you. yourself. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to hear your negativity. <laughs> no use crying over <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. All right, Graham. Well, thank you for coming by. It's nice to see you again. Yeah. It's been a few weeks. I had to put you off because we were we were really busy for Black Friday, yeah. and Elise coming on board here, like we were hashing shit out, and mm-hmm. so. But I think we've reached a point of stability now so hopefully we get back on the regular all right cool thanks for tuning in guys have a good evening everybody bye